welcome to the BearCast Podcast, presenting uh, Bible Bros on the Danville Podcasting Network. This is Carter Buck. This is Titus. And we're excited for today's episode. Before we get started, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Danville Podcast to keep up to date with any new episodes that will be dropping soon. Uh, what's your thoughts on the, the Cubbies? World Series band right here. Yeah. Yeah, Pico Armstrong. Big uh, outfielder from Double A. Yep. Got Cody Bellinger coming back. I think he got brought up towards the end of the season. He did. He played yeah. a couple of games. He didn't too too. He was okay, but yeah, yeah. he was a newbie. So mm-hmm. we got Cody Bellinger. You know, and he's gonna hit some dingers. And then same same core. And we got David Bochy back. Yeah. He, he had a home run yesterday. I'm pretty sure. He had a home run yesterday. He's a dog. And then we got the same core. We got Christopher Morrell, Nico Horner. We're gonna need a big jump. For Suzuki, Morrell. yeah, Morel, he fell off last year, but yeah, and our pitching he was kind of inconsistent. We started off, he was like the best player on our team, and then he just. Well, then we had that streak over June where uh, the bats were getting pretty hot, and they won like twenty of their last. Like, yeah, they then, they had a good win streak. I don't remember what it yeah, was. Yeah, and then but. the end of the year when they needed to win one win, they lost like ten in a row. Yeah. It's always choking. But this year, we're winning the World Series. Yeah. This is going to be the year. 2016, again. We just <laughs> need some better pitchers. Yeah. We need John Lester back. Jake Arrieta. About the departure of Bellinger. Where did he end up going? Bellinger? Yeah. He's back on the Cubs. He is? Yeah, we no. got him for three years. Yeah. And we'll still be better than the Cardinals. We're better than the Cardinals every year. Yeah. Cardinals, they suck, you know. But yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I didn't know Bellinger recently. Oh, breaking news, bud. When was that? Like last night. Two days ago. Two days ago, actually? Yeah. Oh. I woke up at like 5 a.m. to a notification on my phone. Cody Bellinger came back. I was just happy. Oh, well, I didn't see that. It's because you don't have Instagram. Yeah, yeah, that's probably why. You download Instagram. No. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so last week we ended up on uh, God rescuing Lot from Sodom, and then Lot's wife turning into salt. Yeah. So yeah, that's where we left off. Uh, we're starting in Genesis 20. So uh, Abraham went to Gerar, a city where again, just like him, just like he saw in Egypt, he says that Sarah is his sister, not his wife, because he's scared again that they're going to take take her again and kill him. I don't think he learned his lesson from last time. Yeah. He got kicked out of Egypt because of it, not trusting in God, but whatever. Uh, but God spoke to King Abimelech, who was the king of Gerar, because King Abimelech took took uh, Sarah. He told, he told King Abimelech uh, that he told... He told him he's a dead man because he took her. He said in uh, verse 3, Behold, you are a dead man because of the woman whom you have taken, for she is a man's wife. Yep. But then, obviously, Bimlech said, I only took her because I thought it was her sister. Yeah. Because he was ill-informed because Abraham was lying to him again. So God told him to return return Sarah because, he, because uh, Abraham's a prophet. And we'll pray over you, and you will not die. So, yeah. And then Abimelech, because, I mean, he kind of has a lose-lose scenario right here. He gives a thousand pieces of silver to Abraham and a bunch of cattle. 
So basically, Abraham comes in, lies to him. Abimelech has to pray to him and then give him a bunch of money. So Abimelech kind of just gets owned. Sounds like it. He's just like a little baby. (laughs) And then Abraham prays for him and saves him after explaining that he thought that he was going to kill him, which, I mean, he's a rich man now. He don't care. He'll probably go lie again. So, yeah, yeah, I don't don't know why he did it, but he made a thousand pieces of silver and a bunch of cattle. So he's going to become a con man. He's going to be a new con man. Yeah, that's all. That's all chapter 20. Yeah. We got some short chapters today, except for 22, I guess. Um, Genesis 21, the Lord visited Sarah, and as he promised, he bore Abraham, his son Isaac. As he got older and bigger, he he got weaned. I don't know exactly what weaned was. You say where? Weaned. Is it weaned or is it wined? Wined. What, what verse is that? Uh, that would be verse 8. Verse 8? Around. You true and I was weaned. No, it is weaned. Yeah. Abraham made a great weaned. feast on that day. Isaac was weaned. I don't know. That's, yeah. that's a weird word. I was wondering about that last night. Weaned definition. Fine weaned. In the Bible. Uh... Did a little Google research and a child's transition from being a dependent on their mother's uh, milk to consuming solid food. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's what it means. Hmm. And they made a big feast for him. Also, Ismail is Abe's son. Sarah does not want him to being here alongside Isaac. God then reassures them that this is for the best to send Abraham Ismail away. Even though Isaac is older than Ismail, he will take priority over Ismail. Uh, verse, you want to read verse 15, 16? Yep, verse 15, when the water in the skin was gone, she put the child under one of the bushes. Then she went and sat down opposite him a good way off, about the distance of a bow shot, for she said to him, Let me not look on the death of the child. And as she sat opposite him, she lifted her voice and wept. Yeah, in these verses, the water and the skin is exhausted, and no one is, and there's no other supplies. And uh, Hagar ends up weeping in despair, and God heard the voice of the boy and the angel of God, and called to Hagar and uh, confirms that her son will become a great nation. Echoing the promise from uh, verse 13, and I'll make a nation of the son of the sl- of the of the slave woman also because he is your offspring. So she's just God's gonna make another nation yeah. out of Hagar's son Ishmael. Yeah. She was just scared that uh, Ishmael was gonna get killed, so she had to reassurance from God that God said that He'll make another great great nation out of him. Yeah. And before sealing a treaty, Abraham raises a contentious uh, issue of ownership as, of a well. The covenant or treaty was designed to prevent conflict. As they dug the well, they named it Beersheba, and that means well of oath in Hebrew. And in this uh, name embraced both concepts and marking the southern uh, border of Israel. And that's they were fighting over a well. Yeah. Who was fighting over the well? 
Abraham and Abimelech, or what? Yeah. Yeah, Abraham and Abimelech. Both of them swore and, uh, an oath. I don't know how to pronounce that, but... Beersheba? Now, Philcol, the commander of the, his army, rose up and returned to the land of the Philistines. So they'd made an oath, and then Abimelech's commander left. Yeah. With the army. Yeah. Okay. On to chapter 22, the sacrifice of Isaac. It's an interesting chapter. Yeah. Uh, starting in verse 1, After these things God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. Abraham said, Here I am. God said, Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him as a burnt offering on top of the mountain. So, this is the son that God promised Abraham to be the father of all the nations, and God is testing Abraham and telling him to go kill your son. I mean, yeah. if I'm Abraham, I'm I would be mad. I'd be I'd be confused. I don't I wouldn't do it. I would just ignore God or say no. Yeah. But Abraham, anyways, Abraham has faith. He would lie about his wife being his sister, but he wouldn't lie about killing his son. <laughs> It's pretty weird. Maybe he learned his lesson. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two young men with him and then two two servants with him and then Isaac. And he cut the wood for the burnt offering and rose to the place where God told him. And him and Isaac stayed up there for about two days. And then on the third day, Abraham lifted in his eyes and saw the place afar where he was supposed to send the offering. He told the boys and the donkey to stay there, and Abraham took um, Isaac and the wood and made a, basically a, stacked the wood up and he was gonna burn Isaac. Yeah. He was supposed to be a burnt offering. And Isaac, or Abraham's getting ready to kill him. And Isaac said to his father, my father, and he said, and Abraham said, here I am, son. He said, behold the fire in the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? So. Isaac doesn't know he's going to get killed. Yeah. And he's asking his dad, where is the offering? And uh, when Abraham came to the place which God told him, uh, Abraham told Isaac, he said, uh, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering to my son. So Abra Abraham told him God's going to provide, whether that's killing Isaac or getting something else to do it instead. Uh, when they came to the place which God had told him, Abraham built an altar there and laid wood in order and around a bush. Isaac, his son, laid him on the altar on top of the wood. You know what happens next? Uh, I think an angel comes and tells uh, Abraham to stop. And then what happens? Do you know? So an, an angel, well, God, God tells Abraham, Abraham's getting ready to stab him. And... Uh, God yells from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. And Abraham said, Here I am. God said, Do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything for him, for I know that you, you fear God. So he wasn't, he was just testing Abraham to see if he really was going to trust God, which Abraham was getting ready to kill his son. So that proved his point. Uh, and then God, Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and then there was a ram caught in a thicket. His thorns were caught in a bush. There's a his horns were caught in a bush. 
So God yeah. just spawned a uh, ram, and Abraham took the ram, killed it, and put a burnt offering up for God on top of the mountain. So Abraham called the name of that, uh, the Lord will provide. As it is said, on the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. And the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By my help, my, by myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this and not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you. I will multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and the sand that is on the seashore. And the offspring shall possess the gate of his enemies. And your offspring shall, offspring's nations of the earth will be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. So, he's same promise. He's gonna multiply his uh, nations, but he says, "Possess, possess your enemy's gate. Possess the gate of his enemies." I don't know what that means. Yeah, I'm guessing uh, possess the gate. He's gonna defeat his enemies. That's my only guess. But your offspring of the nation shall be blessed. So they're gonna be a powerful nation. They're gonna be wealthy. They're gonna be rich. And after that, Abraham returned with the men and, his, and Isaac, and together at uh, Beersheba, the well. Abraham lived at Beersheba, so close to the well. And now these things were told to Abraham, Behold, Milcah, also born children of your brother Nahor, Uz, the firstborn, his firstborn, Buz, his brother, Kemuel, the father of Aram, and it just goes over the offspring of Abraham's brothers, and... Moreover, uh, which I don't even know what the point of that is, but it's just continuing the offspring of Abraham through Isaac and all the people that are his sons. It's a genealogy, basically. Mm -hmm. that's, that's how chapter 22 ends. That's a lot of trust Abraham uh, put into God there. Yeah. I mean, I have a hard time trusting God much, let alone kill my only yeah. child God told me to kill my dog I don't think I'd be able to do it <laughs> yeah but hey yeah I don't he doesn't trust him to not kill his wife but he'll kill his son he's probably learned his lesson yeah I'd say so it's a good thing too what do you think would have happened if he chose not to kill Isaac I don't know I think Isaac would have, I think God would have killed Isaac. Yeah. Or killed Abraham, maybe. I don't know. Oh, uh, well. On to chapter 23. This is kind of a short one, too. Short one? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sarah goes on to live for 127 years, and she dies at Hebron in the land of Cani. Can and Canaan? Canaan, I meant, oops. <laughs> Abraham asked the Hittites among whom he lived to let him buy property for a burial place, and they agree, as Abraham is honored, an honored prince, when Abraham seeks to buy a cave on a property of man named Ephron, Ephron tries to give Abraham the land outright, but they ultimately agree on a price. Then Abraham buries Sarah in the cave of Mel Macca, Pella, I think how you pronounce it, Easter Mamory. They named their cave Mechapella? Yeah. Hmm. So Ephron was the prince of the place. He 
got somebody to sell him the cave. Basically, I mean, the guy wanted to give it to him for free, but Abraham paid him for it. So, I mean, is he... Yeah. I don't know. Is that... Is that all 23? Yeah, that's... 23 was short one. Basically, the whole chapter is just Sarah's death. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening to the Bible Bros podcast on the Danville Podcasting Network. And this is Carter Buck. This is Titus. And next week, uh, we'll dive into Isaac and Rebecca, who is his soon-to-be wife, uh, Abraham's death and his descendants, God's promise to Isaac, and finally, Isaac uh, blessing Jacob. Yeah. And we're excited. If you have any comments or feedback, we're excited to read it. This. Uh, see you next week. <laughs> see you next week. <laughs> I butchered that one, but. <laughs>